Hello and welcome to 2024's uh, first Fellows' Choice podcast, where we will outline the highlights of January's issue of the International Journal of Gynecological Cancer. I am Diletta Fumagalli from University of Milan Bicocca uh, in Italy, currently visiting at Mayo Clinic, USA. I am Beatriz Navarro from Hospital Materno Infantil de Las Palmas in Las Palmas, Spain. Navarro Santana et al. from the University of Las Palmas de Gran Canaria, Spain, present a study titled Complications of HIPEC for Ovarian Cancer Surgery, Evaluation over Two Time Periods. This systematic review aimed to assess complications associated with hyperthermic intraperitoneal chemotherapy, HIPEC, in cytoreductive surgery for epithelial ovarian cancer over two periods, 2004 to 2013, and 2014 to 2022. Analyzing 69 studies with 4,928 patients, no significant differences were found between the two periods in terms of blood transfusions, gastrointestinal, infectious, respiratory, urinary complications, or thromboembolic events. Rates of intensive care unit admissions, reoperations, and deaths also showed no significant changes. The study concludes that overall complications have not changed over time for patients undergoing HIPEC in primary or recurrent ovarian cancer settings, indicating no decrease in rates of intensive care unit admissions, reoperations, or deaths. Fernández et al. from the Universidad del Norte, Colombia, present the study titled Sentinel Leaf Node Mapping with Indocianin Green Using SPI-5 in Open Radical Hysterectomy or Trachelectomy. This retrospective study aimed to assess Sentinel Leaf Node detection using Indocianin Green ICG with the SPI Portable Handle Imager. SPI-5 system in early cervical cancer patients undergoing open radical hysterectomy or trachelectomy. Analyzing 106 patients from March 2018 to August 2022, 98% had at least one sentinel leaf node identified during surgery, with 89% achieving bilateral mapping the empty lymph node packet rate was 3.8% and the external iliac region was the most common site of detection. Positive lymph nodes were found in 30.5% of cases, with 21.4% having macrometastasis, 64.3% micrometastasis and 40 14.3% isolated tumor cells. The study concludes that sentinel leaf node mapping with ECG and the SPI-5 system in open radical hysterectomy or trachelectomy is reliable, providing high overall and bilateral detection rates in early cervical cancer patients. Borghieto from the Ospedale Michele and Pietro Ferrero, Italy, present the study titled Neoadjuvant Chemotherapy Prior to Radical Hysterectomy in Locally Advanced Cervical Cancer, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis. This systematic review aimed to assess neoadjuvant chemotherapy's impact on pathological response and outcomes in locally advanced cervical cancer. 
analyzing 25 studies with uh, 1,984 patients, the three drug combination, cisplatin, paclitaxel, ifosfamide, or anthracyclines, demonstrated superior efficacy in optimal pathological response. Odds ratio 0.38, P inferior to 0.0001, compared to two drug regimens. While disease-free survival showed no significant difference, overall survival favored the three-drug combination, hazard ratio 0.63, P equal to 0.03. Despite its efficacy, neoadjuvant chemotherapy followed by radical surgery is not recommended as standard of care for locally advanced cervical cancer. The study underscores the triple regimen's advantages over platinum-based schedules in terms of overall survival. Caruso et al. from the University of Roma, La Sapienza, Italy, present the study Dose Dense Neadjuvant Chemotherapy Before Radical Surgery in Cervical Cancer, a retrospective cohort study and systematic literature review. This retrospective cohort study assessed the efficacy of dose dense neadjuvant chemotherapy followed by radical hysterectomy in FIGO 2018 stays. 1B1 to 2A2 cervical cancer. Involving 63 patients, the, the radiological response was 81%, with an operability rate of 92.1%. Optimal pathological response was achieved in 27.6%, and adjuvant radiotherapy was required in 25.8% of cases. The five-year progression-free and overall survival rates were 79% and 92% respectively. A systematic review of 15 studies with 697 patients supported the strategy's viability, with objective response rates ranging from 52.6% to 100%. The studies suggest that those that neadjuvant chemotherapy before radical surgery could be a valid approach to spare radiotherapy, particularly in young patients with aiming to preserve overall quality of life. Du et al. from the first clinical medical college of Lanzhou University, China, present the study titled Correlation between malignant peritoneal cytology and survival of uterine leiomyosarcoma and endometrial stromal sarcoma. These studies investigated the correlation between malignant peritoneal cytology and overall survival in uterine leiomyosarcoma and endometrial stromal sarcoma patients. Analyzing data from 733 patients, 8% with malignant peritoneal cytology, the study found lower five-year survival rates and shorter median survival times in those with malignant cytology, especially in advanced cases. Propensity score matching balanced baseline data, confirming the independent prognostic significance of malignant peritoneal cytology. Random survival forest analysis ranked peritoneal cytology second to International Federation of Gynecolo Gynecology and Obstetrics stage in prognostic prediction. Subgroup analysis supported the correlation between malignant peritoneal cytology and unfavorable overall survival. 
The study suggests evaluating peritoneal cytology during hysterectomy for prognosis estimation in these sarcomas. Vieira Serna et al. from the Clinica Universitaria Colombia, from Colombia, present the study titled Sentinel Leaf Node Assessment in Patients with Atypical Endometrial Hyperplasia, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis. The systematic review and meta-analysis focused on evalu evaluating sentinel lymph node metastasis in patients with preoperative atypical hyperplasia or endometrial intraepithelial neoplasia and endometrial cancer. Analyzing four non-randomized study, studies with 10,217 patients, the rate of involved sentinel lymph nodes was under 2%. Indicating routine sentinel leaf node evaluation may not be necessary in this population. Unilateral and bilateral detection rates were 89% and 79% respectively. The cancer rate in hysterectomy specimen was 45%, predominantly at International Federation of Gynecology and Obstetrics 2009 Stage 1. The study suggests allow sentinel lymph node metastasis rates in patients with preoperative atypical hyperplasia or endometrial intraepithelial neoplasia, questioning the necessity of routine sentinel lymph node assessment. Capacitan from Mayo Clinic, USA, present a study title, Let go of the myth, safety of endocyanin green for sentinel lymph node mapping in endometrial cancer. This study aimed to evaluate adverse reactions to endocyanin green injected during sentinel lymph node mapping in endometrial cancer patients, especially those with a history of allergies, asthma, or comorbidities. Analyzing 923 patients, 61.2% had a history of allergies and 5.1% had a history of adverse reactions to contrast media. No immediate anaphylaxis or severe allergic reactions were observed after endocyanin green injection. Within seven days post-surgery, 1.1% experienced transient skin reactions unrelated to endocyanin green. The study suggested endocyanin green injection for sentinel lymph node mapping is safe even for patients with a history of allergies or contrast media reactions, dispelling concerns about iodine-related allergic reactions. Carolina et al. from the Fundación Policlinico Universitario Agostino Gemelli, Italy, presented the study title Epithelial Ovarian Cancer and Brain Metastasis Might Be the Versier Status PARP Inhibitors Administration and Surgical Treatment Impact the Survival. This study aimed to assess disease characteristic and survival in ovarian cancer patients with brain metastasis based on BRCA status, poly ADP ribose polymerase inhibitors, PARP E administrations, and surgery. Analyzing 85 patients, 31 BRCA mutated, 44 BRCA wild type, those with BRCA mutation had longer post-brain metastasis survivals, 23 versus 8 months, P 0.000 
Impact of delayed interval cytoreductive surgery on the survival of patients with advanced stage high-grade epithelial ovarian carcinoma. In investigating advanced stage high-grade ovarian carcinoma, this study, using the real-world data from the National Cancer Database, examined the impact of delayed interval cytoreductive surgery. Analyzing 5,051 patients, with 47.3% in the standard and 52.7% in the delayed surgery groups, no significant difference in overall survival was found, P equal to 0.13. Patients with delayed surgery had comparable complete gross resection rates, but were less likely to undergo complete complex surgery and had lower unplanned readmission rates. Even after controlling for confounders, Delayed interval cytoreductive surgery did not show worse overall survival, suggesting it may not be associated with poorer outcomes in advanced stage ovarian cancer patients. McClaggish et al. from HCS Belfast Health and Social Care Trust UK present the review title FIGO 2023 Endometrial Cancer Staging to Matusum, the June 2023 update of the International Federation of Gynecology and Obstetrics FIGO staging system for endometrial carcinoma marks a significant departure incorporating non-anatomical parameters like tumor type, grade, lymphovascular space invasion and molecular, molecular alteration. This aims to personalize staging for improved promise prognostication and aligns with the ESCO-ESTRO-S risk stratification. While promising, a clinical review suggests, suggests the system advantages and disadvantages need global, multi-institutional appraisal involving relevant societies, involving gynecology, pathology, gynecologic oncology, medical oncology, and radiation oncology. This collaborative process ensures a robust evidence-supported system for widespread adoption by pathologists and clinicians. 
Auguste Etan from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center present their review titled Cardiophrenic Lymph Nodes in Advanced Ovarian Cancer. In advanced epithelial ovarian cancer, the role of cardiophrenic lymph node resection during cytoreductive surgery is debated. Enlarged nodes detected by imaging raise uncertainty about the optimal imaging technique. Resection impact on survival is unclear, and standard guidelines lack indications for resection. Patients with nodes exceeding one centimeter may be considered for resection during complete intra-abdominal cytoreduction. Surgical approaches include open or minimally invasive methods with low major complication rates. Pathological involvement signals poorer prognosis, but therapeutic benefits remain inconclusive. Cardiophrenic lymph node resection significance in advanced ovarian cancer warrants further exploration. We hope you, we hope you enjoyed the post podcast and hope to see you soon at the February talk post podcast.